Well, today, part two of our Locked on Predators mailbag, we're taking questions about any more off-season moves, the next captain of the Nashville Predators, and where does Cole Smith fit into this new-look Preds lineup? We'll talk all topics today and more on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to give a special hello to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys, and we appreciate the support you guys give us each and every week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Also want to mention today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Uh, it's part two of our mailbag, and we had some uh, doozies of questions answered yesterday on our show, uh, and we have some more doozies uh, left to tackle today. We do. I'm telling you, this was an absolute wealth of questions, this mailbag. And, you know, I love that they're asking a lot of the same questions. We got so many questions that everybody is wondering about. So these these episodes are uh, chock full of speculation, my friends. Yeah. And it's all thanks to you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we love the uh, the takes you guys give us. Um, you know, if there's even if it's not a mailbag. If there yeah. are, if there's a topic you want to hear us discuss, have some questions about, uh, send them in. Like comment on our YouTube page, tweet us at lo underscore predators, uh, and we will be happy to tackle that on uh, some of these off season shows. We love uh, hearing from you guys and, and discussing your takes. Uh, and shall we get started with our first mailbag question of the second mailbag? Let's jump right into this juiciness. Let's do it. Uh, this one comes from rambunctious 39. Come on. Hell of a Twitter handle. Love it. <laughs> uh, he says with almost 8 million remaining in cap space, do you think the Preds are looking seriously at any more free agents or does this seem to be more of an intentional flexibility for future trade moves, i.e. taking on salary cap for future draft capital or prospects? Yeah, love this question. I think everybody is literally sitting on the edge of their seats asking the same thing because Barry Trotz, oh my goodness, Captain Unpredictable when it has come to this offseason. Um, what is your take on this? Do you think they're done? Maybe. <laughs> fair, fair I, answer. I mean, here's the thing, like, what else are you going to do? Like if, if your if your main thing is, if you're Barry Trotz is a do some culture moves, mm -hmm. you know, kind of shuffle some veterans out, clear some salary, and B, you know, ensure you still have enough ample space for young right. guys to come up and win, like reasonably win a roster space. 
Um, then you've, you've pretty much done that because, you know, you brought in some good veteran pieces uh, and you still have a lot of, you know, open roster space for guys like Evangelista and Tomasino and Tommy Novak and Yuso Parsonen to kind of come in and, and, you know, sort of lock down. Right. Um, if you do anything else up front, you know, now you're kind of getting into the, okay, why? Mm -hmm. the, the only other thing, you know, I would have said if, if there's a chance for a big swing that pops up for a young player, like another Alex to situation, you know, the Preds might've had some, some flexibility to do that. And that's kind of the same thing that Barry Trotz wanted to do uh, with, with just $8 million in cap space this year. And I, I know the cap is going up, but put some potential cap hell with you know about 12 million in dead space a couple of years from now right you're suddenly maybe not looking at an easy sort of deal like that this year mm -hmm. the only and i say this and barry trance is going to blow it up y'all the only move that i'm still watching for is i could see barry trance doing a one-year deal with tarasenko does he, does he have the money to do that? A one year? I bet he could do a one year. Yeah, but even like what's what's Tarasenko's cap hit for one year? He's a UFA. Yeah, but what what's how much are you gonna have to pay him? I don't think you'd have to pay him more than eight million. I mean, are the Preds gonna go in like the Toronto Maple Leafs last year and just be up against the cap? I mean, here's where I land on this. I hope not. I'm just saying, I hope not. The, um, the only upside of doing that with Tarasenko is you bring him in. Yes, you spend the rest of your money. Your, your pockets are a little bit empty. But you're going to end up getting something for him at the trade deadline if they decide, look, this is not a guy that we're going to want to re-sign long-term. And, and it would be very difficult, I think, to re-sign somebody like Tarasenko to a long-term, like you said, with everything that the Predators have going on coming up in, you know, a, a year from now, they've got a slew of younger players. They're going to have to sort out and decide who they want to sign and how much they're going to sign them for. But you almost have to look at like signing Tarasenko at this point as an investment. What are you going to get in return at the trade deadline? So that's the only move that I could maybe see Trotz doing. I wouldn't do it. But yeah. again, you know, our line, you know, we've been playing phone tag, me and Barry Trot. So I'm yeah. not sure he knows where I'm at. Yeah. Um, that's the one move I could maybe see them doing. I don't see them signing even any more like, hey, here's a guy that we can sign for under a million. You yeah. know, we've got all those guys. Any more Dennis Gurionov type. Deals. Right. Like we're good. We've got plenty of guys that can battle for spots. So for me, that's the only move I could see them making. But again, Barry Trotz is going to Barry Trotz. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of with you when you said I wouldn't necessarily do it. I don't know if <laughs> Tarasenko would do it, to be honest. Right. Um, I mean, it's in like just just so everybody knows, like and didn't just make this up. Like it's out there that the Preds it's are out there, y'all. Interested in Tarasenko, so yeah. this isn't just some like crackpot thing that we're dreaming up. Like it, no. it's out there. This has been discussed. There, there have been yeah. whispers, y'all. Yeah, uh, to, it's also just what what's done with the defense. 
as well. You know, the Barry Trotz is apparently still potentially looking at upgrading that defense, which wasn't very good last year. Right. We heard Brett Pesci's name thrown yes. around. Uh, I would assume there would probably have to be something going back to Carolina, meaning probably another, you know, defense guy, whether that's somebody like Dante Fabro or, or Alexander Carrier, you know, that kind of deal, um, you know, and kind of beef up the, the defense a little bit and, and maybe see if, if you can't somehow make your team good enough to will yourself into the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, late yeah. in there. So um, I, I would say if anything else, maybe that, but I also don't see the Predators making any more huge splashes uh, yeah. until summer starts. I would agree um, with you, but you know, buckle up y'all. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, plenty of more questions coming up uh, here on today's mailbag. We have uh, questions about the young guys, Evangelista mm-hmm. Novak, and what sort of the expectations for them are this season. Maybe the ceiling and floor of where the Preds can finish this year. And everyone's favorite topic, Cole Smith's future with the Nashville Predators. Uh, those are all stuff we'll tackle in just a second. But first, want to mention today's episode, once again, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, you can take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball and FanDuel. And when you sign up, you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. All you have to do is bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Here's the best part. Win or lose. That's 200 extra dollars you can spend on betting everything from money line to the over-under on how many runs are going to be scored in a game, even who you think is going to get the first home run. And you can do that all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, best part about FanDuel, when you win, you get your payouts instantly. No more having to wait for all that jazz or direct deposits and all that stuff. No, you can get paid out right now and get your money. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So try it yourself. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. And when you do, you can get up to $200 in bonus bets. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Ann, uh, next mailbag question, if you would like to do the honors. I would love to. This one comes from Shadowmeister at Fuego on Ice from Twitter. Love this. Where would you rank the team's offense, defense, and goaltending currently, such as top five, top ten, etc.? When comparing to the division, what do you think is the floor and ceiling of this team standing standings wise with the revamped roster and coaching staff? Okay, Lot so, to unpack in that question. Great. So, question. so I think it's like rankings in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, that's probably easy. Like offense, probably like in the bottom, like twenties in the league. Yeah. I would say I would agree. Um, although, you know, prospects take a step forward this year that maybe that changes be. uh, defense was very bad last year. Um, in fact, they were ranked, uh, I think in terms of like shot suppression or, or like high danger chances, something like that on natural stat trick, they were like 30th. Good time. Like, like in, like in terms of giving up shots, like they were worse than the team that got the number one overall <laughs> pick. 
Yeah. You uh, see Saros faced the most shots on goal of anybody in the league. God yeah. bless. And, and then that leads us to goaltending, which is uh, probably the top three in the league. I would agree. I yeah. would say. Um, so, so yeah, and that also includes Kevin Lankinen, who had a very, very strong season as the backup last year. Um, you know, defense, Andrew Burnett changes a few things, you know, maybe Luke Shen is a, a good partner for Yossi. Maybe you're, you're good enough to be like high teens, like twenties, like low twenties, like maybe that improves a little bit, but, um, yeah, there, there's going to have to be some a lot of people taking step forward for me to kind of up any of those rankings significantly besides goaltending. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think there will be some improvements. I just don't think they're going to be exponentially outrageous. Um, I, I think you're looking at, you know, predators, middle of the pack, you know, except for, like you said, goaltending. I think, you know, you look at the goaltending tandem. I don't know that there is um, there's maybe you know, maybe uh, one other goaltending tandem from last season, you know, if you're looking at Olmark and Swayman that were as good as Saros Lincoln. And so I think the Predators goaltending wise, you're looking at top of the top of the league here. Uh, the rest of it is just going to be a little bit tough. Yeah. A little bit tough. Now, when it comes to uh, the part of the question where, you know, where is the floor and ceiling of this team compared to the division? Like, where do you see them landing? That's an interesting one because, A, that depends on a lot of things for the Preds going right or wrong. But now you're also kind of factoring in other teams Mm. and things going right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. you know, I can see, you know, you can make a case Dallas and Colorado are your top two. Those are locked up. Um, I would say Minnesota is probably three, but again, they've lost uh, some significant pieces uh, this, this off season, this summer. Uh, so are they going to kind of be the same team? Right. Uh, you know, you know, is Kaprizov going to have to kind of carry that load by himself? Are guys like Matt Zuccarello going to have to, you know, in their late thirties, be the same player they were at like age 29? Is that going to happen or is there going to be some regression there? So uh, and then there's the whole thing with Winnipeg, like Winnipeg right. was solid in a lot of areas last year, but Connor Hellebuck kind of led them to the postseason. Uh, is Connor Hellebuck even going to be there? there there's Huge whispers question. that there's, you know, that the Jets are possibly shopping him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's teams that, that need to take a swing at a goaltender. You know, the, you also have X factors around teams like Chicago. Like, how good are they going to be with Connor Bedard in his first season? Plus guys, you know, like Taylor Hall coming in and improving things a little bit. For me, I, I think the Preds can – this is absolutely best case scenario. Mm-hmm. I think they can maybe if things go very, very right and all the prospects take a big step forward and, you know, the guys like Cody glass play like you want him to, you know, kind right. of kind of take that big, you know, franchise career defining big breakthrough year. You can make an argument that the Preds maybe are like the third place team in the central. Mm. Okay. You can make that argument. Mm-hmm. Um, if things go wrong, woof. I, you know, you can make the argument that the Preds finish as low as seventh. Yeah. 
Uh, I would I would only have them above the Coyotes because I, I don't know what the Coyotes are just doing with their lives anymore. Right. Yeah. And for me, the X factor in where the Nashville Predators land, of course, there is the how are the young players going to perform? How are these new veterans going to fit in? But for me, it comes down to the defense. And when you're looking at the the defenses across the Central Division, you know, last season, four of the top 10 defenses were in the Central Division, Dallas, Minnesota, uh, Colorado and Winnipeg. So how Nashville's defense goes, I think so goes a good part of the Predators season. I think they have to be really, um, they're going to have to really dial in and figure out the defense pretty early if the Predators want to kind of hit a higher ceiling in the division. Um, And again, like what's Connor Bedard going to do? There's just so, there are so many factors. Where is Connor Hellebuck going to be? You know, I, I think we will be able to answer this question a little bit better closer to you know, opening night. It's still a little murky in this off season. Yeah. Uh, That that kind of takes us to our next question uh, from at Jason Mislich. Mislich, if I pronounced that name wrong. Sorry, Jason. Uh, It said with many Admirals players joining Nashville this season, what would realistic expectations be for young guys like Luke Evangelista, Tommy Novak, et cetera? Mm. This is a great question. Again, wish that this wasn't so tricky to answer. I think it's tricky because, again, we haven't seen or heard as much about Andrew Burnett and his system to know kind of how they're going to fit in. But here's what I'm saying. Here's kind of my predictions based on what we saw from these players last season. You know, and again, lineup decisions are going to are going to factor this. I think, you know, I think best case scenario, well, great case scenario. We get the same from Tommy Novak next season. Better would be gravy. Um, Because if Tommy Novak played an 82 game season, you're looking at a guy that could score 25 goals. Huge for the Nashville Predators to have a 25 goal scorer. Y'all last season, we would have done anything (laughs) for that. And you're talking about Tommy Novak, who, you know, isn't probably not going to be your number one offensive weapon. Um, Luke Evangelista could be best case scenario, a 20 goal scorer, mm-hmm. you know, playing a full season. That would be huge. I mean, even if you have those two guys as 20 goal scorers, that's huge for the Nashville Predators offense. The one that I am the most curious about is what is you so going to do? You know, yeah. we, we saw him for 45 games, you know, he battled some injury what is it that he's going to be able to do? And if they play him in a center role, what is that going to do for his line mates? So I think a lot of success for the Nashville Predators is going to fall on the young guys. Definitely keeping an eye on what that would mean for you. So Parsonen and, and his line mates. Here's, here's something that may be controversial, Nick. I need a lot more from Phil Tomasino. I, I don't think that's controversial at all. Like oh, you look I, at him, like you know, he scored what 30, 31 points that first season he mm-hmm. was in Nashville. Um, you know, if you take what he did last year and put it in an A two game base, it would be like forty seven, which yeah. is a good step up. The expectation for him is he's got to make the team. Like he has got to make this team out of camp. Um, and I, I say that keyword for him is he has to make the team, not Barry Trotz just gives him a spot. 
and it mm. expects the best. Like he's got to go up, have a great camp, um, and win. Now, likewise, unlike last year, they got to give him a chance to make the team. The, like, yeah, they, they can't have a short leash. But you know, if you're Barry Trotz, I, I think you're you are doing everything in your power to put guys like Tomasino, Evangelista, um, give them every opportunity they can to win that spot. Right. Um, yeah. So, but, but Tomasino is the one to me that's like, you have to, this has to be your year. Yeah. Like you have yeah. to go out and you got to drop like 50 points. Yeah. I feel like the pressure is definitely on Tomasino. Yeah. Um, you know, guys like Tommy Novak, if the Preds play, you know, if he plays similarly to what mm-hmm. he did last year, um, that's that's going to be a win because that's, to me, Tommy Novak is a guy that's going to have a lot of depth scoring for you. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, you know, comparing him to, you know, sort of like Chandler Stevenson and went from kind of a depth guy to all of a sudden, like, you know, a top score for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of a diamond in the rough there and he keeps growing. Cody glass is another guy. Very Um, true. That's somebody to me that I expect to kind of have a big breakthrough year as well. And, uh, you know, Cody glass played the best hockey of his entire career towards the end of last season when he was Mm -hmm. thrust into that number one spot. In my mind, I think Cody Glass is probably going to have that number one spot this year. I think Ryan O'Reilly is going to just kind of be like the guy that shores up some stuff behind him. But Phil or not Phil Tomasino, but Cody Glass is going to get a chance to do that again, but with a healthy Philip Forsberg and a healthy Roman Yossi. Like if if he can do what he did last year. And now all of a sudden you have some more high end talent to play with. I could see this being a career year for Cody glass, maybe like a 60 point season. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Cody glass, this is definitely his year. I think he's set up for success. And I think what we saw from him at the end of the season, also what we saw for him when he played for team Canada, I think he is just continuing to improve. So yeah, Cody glass, he's a, he's a keep your eye on kind of guy. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, next question, Anne, would you like to do the honors? Oh my goodness. Would I, or would I not? Let's start, let's start the whole mess, shall we? Let's just dive in. So this is from Sean at seven deadly sends on Twitter. Do you think Cole Smith will make this lineup, Nick? Sean, first of all, thank you for asking the question that everybody is wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Some, Some kind of waiting on pins and needles to hear this one. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think, again, you go back to like, hey, don't haven't seen Andrew Brunette, you know, haven't heard much about his system, what's his GM, but, or, or you know, kind of what does Barry Trotz as the GM kind of see. But what the, the little we have heard is this is a team that wants to get faster and more offensive. When I think of faster and more offensive, Cole Smith is not at the top of my list of players that I'm like, damn, that's a fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. <laughs> He does that's a nice way of saying that, Anne. <laughs> I know. Um, here's what I will say for Cole Smith, though. He does have some uh, skill sets that may make him more valuable in other ways. For instance, as a penalty killer. You know, this is a guy who's really good on the penalty kill. So 
Is that something that could help him weasel his way into the lineup ahead of some of these younger players or some of the guys that they have brought in? I don't know. I think that the Predators will err on the side of, of giving opportunities to some of the younger guys to like the Kiefer Sherwoods um, more than they would to Cole Smith. But is this not going to be one of the most interesting things to come out of camp? Was the Cole Smith thing a David Poyle, John Hines love affair, or is there something universally appealing about him that will be revealed? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Cole Smith might make the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, maybe that penalty killing specialist or guy that plays, you know, every couple of bit, but um, I, I don't think he's going to be used as prominently as he was right last year, it is the nice way of saying <laughs> that. And I can say the same thing about guys like Michael McCarron, too. Right. Like, I, like, I think they can definitely earn a role for themselves and get some playing time in certain situations, but. Uh, there, there are a lot of people uh, fighting for forward spots. So Yes, I think there's a bigger pool to draw from. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for players, like you said, McCarron and Smith. Yeah. Um, and then last question for today, and Love this question. Maybe one of the more uh, interesting ones. Mm -hmm. Who is the most likely to be captain of the Preds in five to ten years? If it had to be a younger guy on the roster right now, and why? Mm. I love this question. So I have two answers. Uh, my first one from the ones that we have seen, I I would say Cody Glass. Um, I agree. I feel like he is going to be a long-term guy for the Nashville Predators if he continues kind of on the trajectory that he's at. I feel like he is a long-term guy. I feel like he is a player that they're looking at as future core piece. I think this is somebody who has navigated some really challenging times in his early career and has learned a lot from that that would be very valuable as in a leadership role. Um, this is a guy who plays with a ton of passion on the ice. So I think just energy wise, um, I think he's somebody who who will really grow into being a high energy vocal leader for the team. So Cody Glass for me is my first he would be my first pick for, for who the Predators are going to see in a leadership role down the road. My second pick, and, and this may be a wild card, is Matthew Wood, who the Predators just drafted. And I know, like, haven't seen, haven't seen a lot from him, but I will tell you this. I have been absolutely blown away with him as far as uh, not just what we saw on ice from him at, at the future stars games and what I saw from him at development camp, but the maturity that this kid has navigated the draft and the, you know, the pressure and just this season of his career has knocked my socks off. Like I have been so impressed with this kid. This is somebody who I really think could grow into a leadership position down the road. Obviously yeah. haven't seen him on the ice, but, but keep your eye on Matthew Wood. Amazing young man. Yeah. I, I that's an intriguing one. My, my pick would have been Cody glass. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, Matthew Wood, that's an interesting one mm -hmm. because it's, you know, you, you did get just sort of that good vibe. Uh, from him, you know, talking to him, um, you know, I could see like a situation like, uh, you know, like the Red Wings had with Dylan Larkin, where he came in that first year and just kind of 
wound up being, you know, that guy that really, you know, you could tell was, was kind of being, you know, positioned as the next big thing. Um, so it's, I could see Matthew Wood coming in and kind of being like that similar sort of, you know, he comes in, um, and, and you can just tell like he is just kind of the future guy yes. uh, that, that the, the, the Preds are building around. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. I like mm-hmm. that, Anne. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really liked this kid. And I think the more comfortable he gets in, in the franchise with the franchise in the system, the more we're going to see more leadership from him. So keep your eye on Matthew Wood, y'all. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting slate of questions for our two-part mailbag. Again, thanks for everybody who sent in questions we of course did part one of this yesterday so if you didn't hear your question go back and listen to part one it might be there uh and keep sending in your topic ideas if there's something you want us to discuss or have a question you would like to bring up uh it's the off season so we could use the content so make sure you're tweeting us um your your fantastic ideas and takes and where can people find your work you can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan or on threads at just NS Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back with an all new episode later this week. We'll see you then.